You are listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD, available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. the differences between CPTSD and PTSD. I've been meaning to get into this uh, for a while. I just had some other episodes that I wanted to touch on before going into this. It's very important because, to be honest, compared to PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, not a lot of people truly understand and are very aware of complex post-traumatic stress disorder and the differences between the two. And I feel that it's very important to make everybody who's listening out there to be fully aware of the differences and how they relate um, and how, you know, they're similar and and obviously the differences that there are between them. So I'm going to discuss here and read some stuff to you so you understand or you can try to understand more clearly and then just discuss it on a personal level as much as I can here, okay? Okay, so CPTSD versus PTSD. Trauma can take many forms. You may have heard of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, Most people have at least heard of PTSD as it relates to veterans. Did you know it impacts many others as well? Have you heard of complex post-traumatic stress disorder, complex PTSD or CPTSD? People often ask how CPTSD and PTSD are similar and different. I want to help more people have a deeper understanding of what they are experiencing and ultimately get the help they deserve. My goal, this is the person who of course wrote this, not me. Their goal as a trauma-informed therapist is to raise awareness and treat trauma of all kinds. When she uses the word trauma, she is incorporating all aspects of trauma, all kinds of trauma that impact the nervous system. Trauma describes the adverse effect of any experiences that felt unsafe physically, sexually, or emotionally, or were perceived as a threat to life or survival. This includes profound emotional neglect and attachment trauma. People can experience different kinds of symptoms depending on their experience. Trauma can come from a single incident or from reoccurring incidents of emotional, physical, or sexual trauma. Trauma that develops within an important early relationship as with a parent or caregiver can lead to attachment trauma that is complex, developmental and relational and anything in between. Relational attachment and complex trauma are some of the traumatic variations we most often see at Brickell and Associates. You may be asking what complex PTSD feels like or wondering if you're facing PTSD or CPTSD. My goal is to help you see how the two are similar and different. 
so you can find the most helpful resources and support. First, here's how trauma relates to PTSD and CPTSD. PTSD is often associated with a one-time experience or a single incident trauma. Complex relational and developmental trauma often results in what we call CPTSD, a form of PTSD. Complex trauma incorporates all of the symptoms of PTSD. CPTSD is different, however, from single incident trauma because the impact on the nervous system around attachment or relationships becomes more deeply ingrained. CPTSD is relationship trauma. Complex PTSD recovery steps. Those struggling from PTSD and CPTSD can heal. The journey for those with CPTSD just may be longer. The steps may include noticing the need and reaching out for that in initial moment of help, believing that help is available and deserved can be the first step. Finding a trauma-informed therapist to build a therapeutic relationship. Building a foundation in therapy of stability and security to learn how to navigate life in general in the present day. Once having that foundation, practicing those skills in, life currents, in life's current relationships. Noticing the insecure, anxious, or confusing feelings that can happen in relationships. Paying special attention to if those feelings are current or old. Are they familiar? Repairing these relational responses in present day to develop secure attachment, to be able to trust others who are safe and find emotional well-being. Healing CPTSD starts with understanding how traumatic past relationships made a path towards distrust and hypervigilance. Hurtful relationships left painful reminders that live on with you in your present life. Stepping back to see how the residue of the past may be tarnishing a new relationship is paramount. Learning that some relationships harm and other kinds of relationships heal allows for a change. Unfortunately, as of June 2021, the Diagnostic Manual, DSM, for mental health includes only diagnostic criteria and codes describing PTSD. However, more therapists and mental health professionals are recognizing CPTSD as a separate condition that warrants specific treatment and support. All right. What is single incident trauma? PTSD can happen at any point in life. It can develop after a car accident, a severe weather event, a mugging, a war, a medical event, a disaster, or an attack. It is related to a single event or situation in which a person feels unable to escape danger or feel safe. Single incident trauma often results in PTSD. Single incident trauma can often allow for healing faster if the individual who experienced the trauma has a secure foundation from childhood. When we treat single incident trauma, it usually resolves easier, leaving less residue on the nervous system. Single incident traumas are often treated using a therapy like EMDR. Now, what is complex PTSD? Complex trauma, on the other hand, often develops during an earlier stage of development over repeated incidents involving a relationship that is supposed to be safe. The brain and nervous system adapt to expecting ongoing danger, often compromising the development of a healthy sense of self and the world. These adaptations then become deeply instilled in a person's thinking, feeling, and functioning. For example, you may develop constant hypervigilance or hypoarousal as a means of coping with a childhood history of abuse and or neglect. 
Because of this, complex trauma is deeper and often takes longer to repair and heal. Symptoms of CPTSD and PTSD. Though they often result from different types of trauma, PTSD and CPTSD share many important symptoms, including re-experiencing the trauma through intrusive memories, flashbacks, and nightmares, avoiding people, places, or thoughts that remind you of the trauma, changes in your mood and thinking, including feeling distant from other people and having overwhelming negative emotions, feeling on edge and becoming irritable, easily frightened, or having difficulty concentrating or sleeping. People with CPTSD typically experience the full gamut of PTSD symptoms. Says David Burrell, a PhD, clinical psychologist and psychology professor at the University of Technology, Sydney. Now, how are, C how are PTSD and CPTSD different? Okay, relationships are likely triggering for a person with CPTSD. A survivor of single incident trauma may be triggered by lots of things, sounds, smells, etc., but not usually by relationships or attachments. This is what makes CPTSD particularly challenging to treat, as healthy relationships are fundamental to recovering from trauma. If a close relationship is what has harmed you in the first place, it may take longer to develop the trust needed to heal and recover from CPTSD. Unlike survivors of single incident trauma, complex trauma survivors, those with CPTSD, likely experienced abuse or neglect during their formative years from a primary caregiver or person who was involved in a close relationship in their life, had a hard time figuring out what was right or wrong because behaviors of caregivers didn't make sense, could not be present with others in their daily life at the time because it was not safe, struggled to be present in their, adults, their life as adults because everyday life and relationships still feel unsafe may not know how to do relationships, may continue to experience similar traumas in new relationships, have an imprint of past trauma on their nervous system, live in a triggered state of hyperarousal or hypoarousal because it's how they learned to survive, may not even be aware that they have experienced complex trauma, having to live with symptoms instead of narrative memories, may not realize they have survived anything let alone something so influential in their development, may not see any separation from who they are as a person and the complex trauma that happened to them, are consumed by trauma symptoms every day, and may not realize that they can experience life any differently. How are all traumas similar? All forms of trauma are similar because the experience leaves people feeling unsafe and in danger. LCSW lists these common characteristics of trauma, a traumatic event either witnessed or experienced representing a fundamental threat to one's physical integrity or survival. Responses involve a range of possible emotions, including intense fear, helplessness, horror, disempowerment, anger, or rage, shame, guilt, badness, embarrassment, and grief and bereavement. Healing from Complex Trauma and CPTSD Trauma survivors who have experienced complex trauma often have a greater challenge recognizing trauma's impact because it has become entwined with their fundamental understanding of the world and themselves. 
It became part of their foundation in the world. In therapy, survivors are building a new foundation, one of stability, consistency, and safety in order to heal. They are learning that relationships can be safe, that they can be vulnerable and stay safe, and that connections help with healing. Healing is possible. Treatment differences between CPTSD and PTSD. Because PTSD and CPTSD come with different symptoms, you may need different types of treatment to heal from trauma. PTSD treatment. PTSD is usually treated with trauma-focused therapies. During these therapies, the person is encouraged to recall and process the traumatic events in the safe and controlled environment of a therapy session. One common therapy for PTSD is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, or EMDR. In EMDR, you revisit and describe memories of your trauma while a therapist leads you through a series of eye movements that work to shift how your brain processes traumatic memories. Another treatment for PTSD is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, CBT, which helps you transform your negative thoughts, feelings, and behaviors into more healthy alternatives. This can help you learn to respond differently to trauma triggers and change fearful thinking. CBT treatment for PTSD generally lasts for 8 to 12 sessions. PTSD may also be treated with medications, including antidepressants like seroterline, Zoloft, or paroxetine, Paxil, and anti-anxiety medications like clonazepam, or which is clonopin. Now, CPTSD treatment. CPTSD treatment typically includes all the elements of standard PTSD treatment, but it often adds an element of skill building. This can be the following learning strategies. Managing strong emotions, creating supportive relationships, and addressing feelings of worthlessness and guilt. This may be especially important if you have experienced early trauma like child abuse, as you may have never learned how to trust other people or feel safe in the world. CPTSD treatments take longer than standard PTSD treatment, sometimes six months or more of regular appointments. It takes longer to treat because during a prolonged trauma, you may develop habits to protect yourself, like constantly looking for danger or distancing yourself from other people. There are currently no medications specifically recommended for CPTSD, though it can be hard to change your long-term habits. If you commit to these treatment programs, you may be able to effectively treat your condition. And the bottom line, PTSD and CPTSD are mental health conditions that can seriously interrupt your life if left untreated. There are several treatment options available, however, that can help you heal from the lasting effects of trauma. If you have symptoms but aren't sure if you have PTSD or CPTSD, ask your doctor for an evaluation or referral to a trauma specialist. All right, so it there's you know obvious things like I have discussed this in previous episodes about how CPTSD is repeated trauma from like at an early stage like chronic repeated trauma related uh, incidents from like a loved one, uh, a parent or a guardian or someone who's taking care of you, and it can be. Uh, emotional trauma, it could be physical trauma, um, sexual related trauma. So there's different ways that it will 
um, come on and cause you to create the, like, like I've discussed, create your parts. And then in your future, like later in your life, you have the flashbacks that trigger you and you often, or of course, will get blended with your child parts and then re-experience your trauma in that form of a flashback. And there are, like, the one thing that they didn't mention in this uh, writing is that there are different theories. There's, as I've discussed in the past, there's the polyvagal theory that I talked about a number of episodes ago. There's the structural dissociation theory method that is out there where you do a process as four-step processing and you basically unblend from your system or your parts and then you do a listening stage where you feel their emotions and you feel how they're like they're what you're experiencing through them and then once you've able to get to that part which like I've said in previous episodes, can take a very, very long time to get through. Then you start to do the step three where you start listening to your parts and learning about them. And you can get to points of like finding out who they are, where they came from when they were born, um, what they affect. And over time, eventually, you can, through repeated sessions and processing, learn to earn your parts trust so that you can successfully update them and keep in mind this is updating several times not just one or two times at a at a time before you you heal that part the one thing that i would like to state is they did say in the article that it can take six months or longer to get any sort of progress in healing from complex ptsd the one thing I would like to change or add to that is depending on the severity of the trauma that you experienced as a child and growing up, it can take a very long time to do any thorough healing. I've been working on it for about two years now. And even though there's been progress made and I have made some quick, you know, progress throughout the two years I feel that there is still a lot of work left to be done in order to get really anywhere and make any sort of serious progress in healing from my with my parts because you don't just go to to do a couple therapy sessions and investigate and you know you discover a few parts and you go and you do some work and next thing you know you're like oh hmm, well that's good now and I think I'm fixed it, it unfortunately it doesn't quite work that way it you can discover throughout your time however long it you're going to be in session uh, therapy sessions you can just always discover new parts that you don't even know have are existing at the moment because you experience you get triggered and you experience a flashback to a recent um in out of time out of place um trauma trauma that you had back in the day and you soon through your four-step processing you just you may discover that this is a new part that, that you've never known before and you just are learning about it now 
So you have to go through the whole process again of, you know, feeling their emotions, feeling what they're, what they're experiencing and then learning about them. So you, you know, like I said all the time, listening to them, trying to find out who they are or who it is, what it's, where they came from when they were born, you know, get a name from them. And then you have to repeatedly do some processing and do some work with that part so that you, again, like every other part that you've grown up with, you learn to get that part to trust you. And then you have to do repeated work and repeated processing so that over time you can heal. And when you, the day that someday when you do experience another flashback, then it won't be something that overwhelms and takes over your system. Instead, you, like I said, you'll be able to be the adult and stay in control and process through this trigger and not lose control to the part. So it can take a lot of time. It all depends on the severity of the trauma, of the trauma that you went through. Um, some people like, okay, myself, I'm, I didn't have that. My trauma was not as severe as some other people have experienced. And yet I still feel like I have, I feel like I've got such a long way to go. And when you discover new parts, like it's amazing. I've known about, oh, probably a dozen or so different parts that were born through my lifetime that each came, their sole purpose is to protect me from danger and keep me from being hurt again. And you think you learn about them and you understand their purpose and what they're doing and why they're protecting you. And then it can be six months uh, or a year down the road. And all of a sudden you, it's like you rediscover them or you learn a lot more about their purpose. Like I did with my anxiety part. I just, I never realized to until this day, just how severe and how complex the anxiety part is in my life. It affects me daily, multiple times a day, all the time. You know, and it and it affects my relationship. It it affects my work. It affects public interaction among strangers, um, going into stores, going to parties, or going to public interactions. Any any sort of like, I think there's dozens and dozens of different scenarios where it it comes up, and you that's the thing with processing and doing your work is you you don't necessarily learn everything about them right away and you can feel like you've done a ton of work and you do processing and you start to heal but then you could have a new trigger or you could have a another experience with a similar part or that part again and you realize that you there is still a lot more to go like there's there's more work that needs to be done to heal that part and feel more trust from them right it takes it takes time and it takes multiple sessions and you unless you're you've had five ten years of, of therapy and and multiple sessions and you've really worked hard to heal your parts and gain their trust there's a good chance that you're going to always have new experiences and learn 
more about those parts. It's one of those things that um, a person who goes through therapy due to trauma is going to learn and, and understand soon. And you have to own the fact that it's not going to be something that's going to heal quickly and it isn't going to be necessarily clean you can find the right therapist and they'll help you as much as possible but ultimately it is up to the person who has dealt with the trauma has to be willing to put in the time and effort to do the work and do the processing and go deep and go far in their work in order to heal and have any chance of truly healing from your from your past trauma. Okay, I'm going to talk about something here that I did last week briefly, but before I do, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll come back and discuss it. All right, talk to you soon. Welcome back to Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Okay, we were just discussing the differences between CPTSD and PTSD. Just briefly here for the last part of this episode, I would like to talk about my experience of hypnotherapy to help treat my anxiety part. And I'm going to give a real brief just rundown of hypnosis and treatment of the post-traumatic stress disorder or CPTSD because you can do it for both uh, but first I'm going to talk about my experience so about a week ago um, on the 31st of December I had a hypnotherapy session with a lady who is from Alberta uh, she's in the south uh, I live in Edmonton which is northern central Alberta and she lives in Medicine Hat which is like near the southern southeast corner of the province and i was referred to her by my girlfriend who believed that this form of therapy and this person this therapist would be very very beneficial to help me get more immediate relief from the anxiety that i'm the trauma from anxiety that i've been experiencing and the reason was is that because the anxiety, the parts that I was feeling, my anxiety part was really starting to get more and more severe. And it was getting to the point where it was really interfering in pretty much every aspect of my life. And I was not feeling very, you know, like very little confidence. Um always feeling like every time something would go wrong or if every time I made a mistake, I would, you know, angst, I was, my anxiety part would come up, but it was to the point where I was feeling through this part, like my part was feeling anxiety, even like almost the entire day, very little, very few times during the day was I, were I not, or I wasn't feeling through the part, this anxiety, I wasn't being blended with my, the part. So pretty much the entire time, except for the odd time I was blended with my anxiety part. 
and always feeling anxious and worried, like scared to, to do things, scared to make mistakes, scared to, to, to do this. And then on the opposite hand, scared to do the exact opposite of it, because no matter which like side that was available, both of them presented to my part, this scared feeling, like the fear I was feeling afraid of failing and afraid of not being good enough. And it was, a yeah, like I said, it was affecting my entire life and especially my relationship. It was getting in the way of being happy and causing a lot of frustration and anger and just kind of driving us crazy because constantly I was getting blended with this anxiety part and always feeling scared and never being able to, to do or say something in an adult way because it was always blended with the with this child part and so the idea came up of doing this hypnosis for therapy like a therapy session where I was under hypnosis and I sat down with her and we talked we were discussing very thoroughly all about the experiences that I have or I was having um, trying to get to the root cause of where it came from and the different example, like all the symptoms and the different examples of where I was feeling, when it would occur, what it felt like, how it was affecting my life, affecting other people. And once that occurred and we got, it, it took a while. We took, we were, we spoke for at least over an hour and then she put me under hypnosis, which was a really interesting feeling. I, I don't really know the right way, the right words, I guess, to use. My, my first thoughts are it was, an exp it was an interesting and very calming, yeah, there we go, a calming experience. And I really, I definitely enjoyed it. Like, I felt so relaxed and so like safe within the walls like where i was sitting I, and i was sitting very comfortably uh i was on a chair i got a nice couch that we have and i was under i had a blanket on and i wore my headset and listened to her like she was she was recording me on camera and so there was webcam i could see her and she could see me so we were doing our session and she had me close my eyes and it was really interesting the like the feeling like the way she was having it start where she would get me to like look up like as far as i can like towards like the middle of my upper like on the on my forehead and look up and really push and then she was going through the stages as i'm sure i've i'm sure you've seen on tv um therapy set you know how like some of them go into deep sleep and they do relaxing tones and talk. And then there's this traditional stereotype where the people like they use like a pendulum back and forth, right? And the, and the person goes and looks it back and forth repeatedly. But this was strictly like me looking really high up at, towards my forehead with my eyes and putting a lot of pressure. And then she was doing stepping, like countdown. And then eventually she got to zero, then I was hypnotized. And 
she was always calm and very rest, like very relaxed and and very soothing. And we discussed about what was going on, and you know, asking me specific questions, and we were going into like specific, um, like scenes, I guess you could say, yeah, scenes, and discussing different scenarios in my life, going back in my past and talking about where like experiences and and then she would be telling me that you know you're this is a child part that obviously experiencing this and then telling me how to like the steps to go through and saying okay this is you're you're now an adult you don't this wasn't deserved you didn't deserve this kind of uh treatment you know you were just being a child you were being like acting like a child you know child children should should be able to behave like children and and have fun and and not be worried about facing punishment or being physically attacked or or like disciplined in a in a severe aggressive way and so we went through like four different scenes and then after that like i was still with my eyes closed and laying there and she this I think it lasted for about an hour, and after that, um, she did a recording that is like a reinforcement of good qualities and and reinforcing the work that she's done throughout the session. And I was instructed to listen to the recording uh, every day for about twenty one days, and. When it was completed, we just discussed it. We talked a bit more, and then I eventually was brought out and to full awareness. And the ending result was that it definitely had a lot of benefit. It was very beneficial for me. It helped me connect much deeper and much further with my parts than I have in the past. Um, I've done a lot of processing um, and it was, you know, it has, it definitely benefits me. And so in a lot of way, but this hypnotherapy, the session that I had was a lot way more beneficial and stronger and more direct. And I just remember after it was completed, I felt so like, I can't exactly explain it, I guess. It it felt very, like, surreal and open, and I, I felt so much more um, capable of talking about, about my issues, and I feel a lot more calm, and the level of anxiety has definitely gone down. It's not to say that it hasn't come back. Like, I have had some anxious moments with my child with that this part, but it definitely feels way much less. Like I, I feel so much better since that time. And it has been a week and I'm very happy with the way it went. I'm, I feel so much better since that appointment. So if you're struggling with therapy and, and you know, get making progress with your parts and you feel like you're, you're getting nowhere or you need some more immediate help, I definitely recommend looking online for a local therapist that does hypnotherapy for traumatic stress, like trauma and CPTSD, and just be open-minded. Be very, 
like willing to do it. Uh, you really don't want to have any reservations about it because otherwise it can definitely affect the quality of the of the session. But I definitely recommend looking into it if that is something that you think can help. And I someday will probably go back and do another session. Um, I'm not sure exactly when, probably a couple months from now or so. But I definitely recommend it. I think you guys, you, you out there who are struggling with processing and recovering from your trauma, I definitely recommend hypnotherapy. Okay, I'm going to just do a quick read on this and, um, and then we'll wrap up this episode, okay? All right. Hypnosis is associated with the treatment of post-traumatic stress disorder or CPTSD for two reasons. One, the similarity between hypnotic phenomena and the symptoms of PTSD, and two, the utility of hypnosis as a tool in treatment. Physical trauma produces a sudden discontinuity, discontinuity uh, in cognitive and emotional experience that often persists after the trauma is over. This results in symptoms such as psychogenic amnesia, intrusive reliving of the event as if it were reoccurring, numbing of responsiveness, and hypersensitivity to stimuli. Two studies have shown that Vietnam veterans with PTSD have higher than normal hypnotizability scores on standardized tests. Likewise, a history of physical abuse in childhood has been shown to be strongly associated with dissociative symptoms later in life. Furthermore, dissociative symptoms during and soon after traumatic experiences predict later PTSD. Formal hypnotic procedures are especially helpful because this population is highly hypnotizable. Hypnosis provides controlled access to memories that may be otherwise that may otherwise be kept out of consciousness. New uses of hypnosis in psychotherapy of PTSD victims involve coupling access to the associated traumatic memories with positive restructuring of these memories. Hypnosis can be used to help patients face and bear a traumatic experience by embedding it in a new context, acknowledging helplessness during the event, and yet linking that experience with remoralizing memories such as efforts at self-protection, shared affection with friends who were killed, or the ability to control the environment at other times. In this way, hypnosis can be used to provide controlled access to memories that are then placed into a broader perspective. Patients can be taught self-hypnosis techniques that allow them to work through traumatic memories and thereby reduce spontaneous, unbidden, intrusive recollections or recollections. All right, so there you have it. So yeah, today was a simpler episode. We talked about CPTSD versus PTSD and then hypnotherapy, which I have gone through. Well, I think that's it for today, guys and gals. Next week, we'll have another episode, and I hope you guys enjoy this one, or have enjoyed this episode. Just check out my Twitter uh, if you want to have a conversation or chat with me. Please do. Uh, my Twitter handle is at ADHD and CPTSD. Please check out my website. It is www.livingwithadhdandcptsd.ca. I have a Facebook page. I am on Patreon. It is Living with ADHD and CPTSD. And you can subscribe uh, through Anchor. And I am on, obviously, Apple and Spotify and such. So, yeah, check out just uh, for your own reference 
you can do some research online, Google, uh, a lot of hypnotherapy um, information is out there if you have any questions or reservations about it. Uh, check it out and see what you think. Alright everybody, that is today's episode. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you later. Bye.